the B Plus Wrestling Podcast. You the moves. You might not be an A, but you are a B Plus. Check it out. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the Wrestling Landscape Podcast. I am your host, Lance Larson, and this is the casual wrestling podcast, the informal wrestling podcast. And on this episode of the Wrestling Landscape, I am drinking water. The finest water this side of the Mississippi. And we are talking NXT and NXT UK today. Now, usually, this midweek wrestling review includes 205 Live. However, I have officially given up on 205 Live. I I can't make myself sit through it anymore. There was a time when they were consistently turning out very good matches every week. Then I felt like it became every few weeks. And now it's just hit or miss. Still love some of the folks there. Love Humberto Carrillo. Lince Dorado. Um, fuck, who else? Are there? There's other people I like. I like Tazawa. I like Gulak. I like Nice. Some good folks there. But Jesus, week in, week out, I just, I can't. I can't. I can't. So we're down to NXT UK and NXT, which really is more fitting because as we near October 2nd, when NXT for the first time goes two hours on USA and AEW debuts on TNT, I will only be talking about NXT and whatever the hell AEW calls their Wednesday night show. Every week. I may include NXT UK in that conversation. That's something I'll decide in October. I, I can't predict that now. If NXT UK turns out more consistent takeover shows instead of twice a year, I think I'd feel more responsible for checking it out. Because, let's be real. Never bet against takeover, even when it's NXT UK takeover. Because that show was great. I really liked both NXT UK takeovers this year, actually. So if they're going to do four or five takeovers a year, something might feel more uh, more inclination to follow every week. But we'll follow that when we get there. But for this episode, just going to focus on the two, I guess the dark matches doesn't work because they were taped. The two matches that took place before takeover, but occurred at the takeover event. They tape air, you know, four days, five days later for their TV that week. So for the NXT UK show that aired on Tuesday, excuse me, Wednesday, September the 4th, from Cardiff, Wales, we had Rhea Ripley defeating Piper Neven, which, if you think about it, either makes a ton of sense or no sense, and I can't decide which. Rhea Ripley challenged Shayna Baszler, or uh, stood up to Shayna Baszler at least. And so you gotta think a title program's coming there. Um, I don't know how soon. I do believe Rhea Ripley is officially making the move over to UK. 
Again, that's me making a prediction. I'm not basing that on anything. So if that's the case with this confrontation that occurred on NXT, uh, last week you gotta think title shots coming in the future. So her getting a win here on uh, another WWE brand makes sense. She's going for a title soon. Make her look strong. At the same time, if she's leaving NXT UK, shouldn't she be losing on her way out? Because typically on WWE, when you're moving brands, you lose before you move to a different brand. Now, I get that it's all the same company, so ultimately it doesn't matter. And if anything, losing one brand before moving to another one doesn't always make the most sense, especially if it's UK to NXT proper. Or SmackDown to Raw, or one of those things. When it's NXT to the main roster, I get it, because that's almost a totally different audience. So I can't decide if this is a good call or a bad call. I guess I'll have to wait and see if she is done on NXT UK, or if she's going to do both. Because if she is done, I, you know, I, I don't know why she couldn't have jobbed a Niven here. Who hasn't been on the brand too terribly long. Could have used a strong win. Established her a little bit. So... I guess this is one of those things we'll have to wait and see on if it was smart or not. Ultimately, it won't matter. This is a fourth tier brand, maybe a fifth tier brand, depending on where you put 205. This is the D-League of WWE, which is hilarious because literally some of the best wrestlers WWE has signed are in NXT UK. I.e. Tyler Bate, Pete Dunne, Walter, Tony Storm, Kaylee Ray, and Niven's up there too. Which makes this all the more surprising. This match was actually kind of boring. I was not super into this match. It was fine. I can't say there's anything wrong with it. The pacing was a little yeah. But there wasn't anything particularly wrong with this match. I was surprised because Niven's, I think, very, very good. Ripley's fine. Ripley holds her own weight. And sometimes shines. I expected a little more. It was whatever. It was whatever. Um, I don't know what's next for Piper. Loses here to someone that may or may not be staying on the brand. This was her first takeover match, obviously. This was kind of her first big match on the brand. I don't know. Obviously not challenging Kaylee Ray next. She just lost. Maybe she will challenge Kaylee Ray next, get wins of the next, you know, month or so on TV. But then why have her lose here? Why not just give her a win? I don't know. I know they also don't want too many people having too long of streaks unless it's a particular booking decision. So maybe they just wanted to get a loss out of the way. They figure, hey, Ripley's challenging Shayna. Ripley could use a win. Get rid of Niven's streak because I think... Wasn't even undefeated before this. If she was, then I guess that's kind of a backdoor reason that I'm okay with. If she wasn't, I'm not sure. Because my attention to detail in NXT UK, at certain points this late summer, have uh, waned. I think I still want, I might have missed one episode in there. But if I did, it was just one. Well, it doesn't mean that it's, uh, it's terribly intriguing. We get a short promo segment with the Grizzled Young Veterans after they just lost their tag titles at TakeOver Cardiff to Mandrews and Flash. Go to Saint. They ask for a rematch. He's like, I'll think about it. 
but the match is set. Next week on UKTV, Grizzled Young Veterans versus Mandrews and Flash. I don't get why the hell that wasn't the tag match at TakeOver. Like, why was Gallus in that tag match? I talked about this on my Cardiff review. Go look at the most recent Wrestling Landscape episode before this. I think I called it Labor of Love. Talk about two of the shows from Labor Day weekend. UK TakeOver Cardiff and AEW All Out. And I talked about this there. I don't get why it was Grizzled Young Veterans versus Gallus versus the Welshman. I don't know why it couldn't have just been two on two. Because you could have just had them beat Grizzled Young Veterans at TakeOver. Still get that rematch here. And have a title challenger in Gallus thereafter. I don't get what having that three-way booking-wise would have the point was. I don't get it. But, so, rematch set. I'm sure the match will be good. Um, but it's already taken place. Um, I've seen some spoilers and avoided others, so I guess I don't know for sure who wins. Um, then in the main event of this UK episode, we had Cassius Ono defeating the assistant to the general manager, Sid Scala. Um, which was interesting. If Scala is not going to be a regular wrestler on the brand, I don't know the point of this. Um, if he is, and this is how they're introducing him, sure, yeah, I get it. But also, it would be weird to have someone that's a regular wrestler on the brand that's also the assistant to the general manager. So, I don't know where this is going off. Again, I guess I'll have to wait to the next few weeks of UK TV to see how I feel about with him just being in a match. Don't know why you couldn't feature someone else just getting a win here. But Cash Yatono, I suppose, can't lose every time. Doesn't need some wins. So if you're going to get a win over a one-off, I guess this works. This is okay. The crowd was kind of into it. Seeing the underdog Scala fight the larger Ono. Match itself was fine. Certainly some enjoyable aspects to it. Um, If Scala is becoming a regular wrestler. He definitely should have won this. He did not. Ono won. Which, I guess, makes sense. If Ono's the regular wrestler and Scala is not. Um, At the same time, it's Cassius Ono. He's a player coach. Like, him losing does not hurt. Even against Scala, and the crowd would have popped. So, I guess it's kind of what you're looking for for Ono and Scala on the road. And it's not like there weren't plenty of... Or it's not like there wasn't a big babyface win later on. The Welshman. But there were a lot of heels going over. Coffee over Mastiff. Kaylee Gray over Storm. Walter over Bait. Ono versus Scala. Ripley over Niven. Ah, shit. Cesaro wasn't a heel on the show. He's technically a heel on the main roster, so I don't know what you want to count that as. And then, uh, fuck, who won Kenny Williams or Noam Dar? Not that that match mattered, but I can't even remember that. Jesus. A lot of heels going over on the show, I just noticed. Really, the big babyface win was Mandrews and Flash. Fuck, I just noticed that. Good God. Anyway, that was the NXT UK. This was a super short episode. It was like 36 minutes or some shit. Which I'm fine with. Like, I'm... Listen. The sh- the episode after a takeover is never a big episode. 
I am just fine with 36 minute follow up to that. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey guys, just a reminder, if you want to hear all of these wonderful B-plus podcast episodes completely ad-free, make sure you head over to Patreon or Podbean, where we are the featured podcast this week. You can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month, up to $10 a month, where anything you want to help us with, it really helps out. It's going to help us grow the site. It's going to help us redesign some things. And everything that we get through this and through the advertising as well is all going straight back into the podcast so that we can get Aussie Graps out there for the rest of the world to hear about, for the rest of the world to see, so we can grow this mission of watch global, support local, and build indie wrestling. So if you want to be a part of that and get some really cool rewards like call-in shows, bonus episodes, ad-free like I mentioned, then head over to patreon.com slash the B plus and subscribe today. Hey everyone, just want to take a second to tell you about one of our new sponsors, Outbreak Nutrition. Outbreak Nutrition are creating supplements for survival, sharper minds, quicker reflexes, all the energy you need to take your performance to the next level, whether that be on the field, in the gym, on the gaming field. That's right, they have specifically designed gaming supplements as well to help you focus on those late night sessions. They even sell coffee, you guys, at Outbreak Nutrition. You can get coffee pods, you can get coffee beans, you can get supplements for the bedroom as well if you want to enhance your performance there. These are performance enhancing supplements for every aspect of your life, specifically designed by gamers for gamers to stay fit and healthy in the gym, to stay sharp and focused on the game, and to dominate in all areas of life. So check out OutbreakNutrition.com. And for being a listener of our podcast, they will give you 10% off your order when you enter the code B+. That is B-P-L-U-S at checkout. So make sure if you want to stay on top of your game, if you want to take your performance to the next level, OutbreakNutrition.com. Enter the code B+, at checkout. Moving on to NXT proper emanating from Orlando, Florida, or thereabouts, airing Wednesday, September the 4th. It opened with Brizongo, as Fondango makes his in-ring TV return. They go over some jobbers. They looked good. The act's over. I think uh, both these guys are recent workers. Breeze, certainly a little better than Fondango, but Fondango can hold his own. He's a fine wrestler. I'm glad these guys are here as a tag team. At first, I didn't know how I felt about it because I really do like Breeze as a singles wrestler. NXT needs more tag teams, though. Lots of them have moved up and moved over to UK in Mustache Mountain's case. Not that they couldn't move over and rejoin, which they should if they're going to be on the fucking USA Network, as we are inching closer to. Which is another reason why I wanted to make a priority of having an NXT episode review this week. And in all the weeks leading up to that big October 2nd date. Uh, Some notes also that have been reported by others. The September 18th debut of NXT on the USA Network. Only one hour will be live on USA. The second hour will be live on the WWE Network. That will also be true on September the 25th. And then on October 2nd, it will debut the full two hours on the USA. Head-to-head against AEW. Brizongo wins. Big part of this tag team division, I would assume, going forward. The announcers brought up tag title opportunities since a heel tag team in Undisputed Era recently won them. Uh, Babyface tag team getting a win over drivers here. 
don't think it's a coincidence. I'm not saying Brizongo is the next title challengers, but uh, they're certainly going to be in the race. I would not be surprised to see them challenging for the titles at the next takeover. But I don't think that will happen because the next takeover is War Games and Undisputed Air is just too easy of a unit to book in a War Games match because there's four of them. Not too many stables in NXT. So when you have a stable that's four guys, it's, it just works out too easily to not book them. So I'm assuming Undisputed Air is just going to be in War Games. So if they do get a title opportunity, my best bet would be on TV sometime between now and then. Well, again, we'll see. Maybe I'm jumping the gun. Next, we had Velveteen Dream over Kona Reeves, which I had, I've gone off on Kona Reeves before. And before I watched, I watched uh, NXT not live this week. Well, not live, but you know what I mean. Not Wednesday night at 7 Central. Um, and so I saw that Kona Reeves was in a match, and I saw some negative comment about him. And I'm like, ah, oh, geez. That's so right. Kona Reeves just, he's not there. I've gone off on him before. Couple months ago. And I just, I don't know what he needs. I, Velveteen Dream won, by the way. I don't know if I said that. Which makes total sense in the world. Reeves is in no way, shape, or form ready for a title shot. Um, Velveteen's the champ. Gets a nice solid win here. Makes sense as he moves on to a title defense in a couple weeks. Um, I just don't know what they need to do with Reeves. I don't know if it's just go back to square one. Go back to the PC for a couple months. No TV. Keep practicing, maybe completely change your gimmick. Get a new haircut, maybe. Changing your look always helps. Get a manager, a second, a valet, something. I don't know. He needs a, he needs a makeover in character. His engineering work is fine, I guess, by WWE standards. It's by no means spectacular. You know, he's not out there, like, hurting folks every other match. So, it's not like he sucks, sucks. But it's like, he's... Dude just needs something, and I don't know what it is. Again, got nothing against the dude as a person. When I critique, this is something that I, some people confuse, not most people, some people. When I am critiquing, or even insulting, or making fun of a wrestler, or their gimmick, or their wrestling talent, in no way, shape, or form am I putting on the person, challenging their work ethic, their level of business, anything like that. Just all about the product that I see. I never wish a wrestler harm just because I dislike their gimmick or I think they suck. I wish them well. Wish them success. Please do not misconstrue any of my negative comments about any wrestler or wrestler promotion. Okay. And Roderick Strong set Velveteen Dream's couch on fire, which somehow makes this match more intriguing. Sometimes pro wrestling just does things that I... Like, that's a very... I get that it makes sense in pro wrestling, because shit like that happens in pro wrestling, especially WWE, but it's just, why is he setting this couch on fire? Can't these just dudes just not like each other and have a kick-ass match? I don't know. Um, or some other kind of angle. I don't know. Too many angles. You don't need so many fucking angles. He wants the title. That's the story. I'm watching, listen, it's a Saturday here in the United States of America. I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska. I am a Nebraska Cornhusker football fan. I say that I'm recording this episode during the game, so I guess I'm not that big of a fan. But it's like, there's no angle going into this match. 
into this this game. We don't call football games matches here. We call them games. The story is, oh, last game, our quarterback didn't do so well. How's he going to do this week? Like, that's it. It's intriguing. Made me want to watch this match. The team they're playing, Colorado, they had some weapons on offense. I was concerned Colorado might give Nebraska a run for their money. So I wanted to tune in. I watched the first half. The Nebraska looked good. So I stopped watching at halftime to record this. But it's just like, that's it. Like, that's enough. You don't need someone. I do not need a Nebraska defensive back setting a Colorado wide receiver's couch on fire for me to be interested in watching this game. Too many angles in pro wrestling these days. No, I'm not saying we need to go back to Ganya's AWA two angles a year thing. Like, it's 2019, I get it. But fuck! People like Dream. People want to see Strong. It's enough. That's enough. Anyway. My wrestling views have been very... <laughs> um, my, my wrestling views have changed over the course of the last 18 months, I would say. You watch certain kinds of wrestling, you listen to certain kind of wrestling opinions on podcasts and such, and, you know, your your own opinions start changing. You start, you know, regurgitating some stuff you heard. Changing your own thoughts. It happens. It happens. Um, cause I had no problem with the couch being on fire when I saw it, but then I start talking about it. I'm like, that's dumb! So, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And next, we have Bianca Belair defeating Tenyara Conti. Um, listen, this was the best match from Conti that I had ever seen. She is very clearly improving, especially if you look at her year over year. So props to her. She's I'm obviously working hard. She's getting better. Um, I'm assuming this this match was laid out, you know, very meticulously for a while beforehand. But like, so the best I had ever seen Conti. I believe I could be mistaken. I believe Basically, her entire pro wrestling career is with WWE. So she was a ground-up project from uh, in the PC. So it's not like, you know, it's not like her first two years of wrestling should really be critiqued. No one's first few years of wrestling should, should really be critiqued. You know, they're still getting the feel for everything. You're still super green two years in. So I this is her third year, I think, with WWE. So, and she's very definitely showing improvement. You gotta assume that's gonna continue. So, good for her. Look forward to seeing more from her. Um, that said, you know, this match wasn't special, but it was good. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it a lot more than, uh, Velveteen and Quinn Reeves. You know, the opener was kind of a job match, so I can't really compare it against that. Belair gets the win, which makes sense. She's obviously the more pushed commodity. The better wrestler at this point, too. I'm, you gotta assume she's gonna be at least a somewhat featured act when NXT goes to USA. They got two hours to fill. And Belair's a good wrestler that has a long future ahead of her. Belair's only gonna get better from here too. So you gotta think she's gonna be, if not featured right away, soon. And by soon, I mean relatively soon. Like, you know, within 18 months. So, Belair gets the win. Makes sense. Glad to see that. Now, the real question is, will we see someone like Conti on the USA Network? Or will they feel maybe she's not ready for cable TV here in the States? I don't know. This is a question that will be answered. Then in the main event, we get Adam Cole retaining the NXT title over Jordan Miles. Jordan Miles got this title shot because he won the NXT Breakout Tournament. 
with all those other indie guys that NXT had recently signed at their most recent class, um, plus Boa. So, good match. Obviously, you'd expect from these guys. Not like a fucking... Not a takeover show stealer or anything like that. But a very good TV main event. Both these guys are good. Miles is crisp and as tight as can fucking be. Has been for years. He's a very, very good pro wrestler. Adam Cole has a ton of charisma and a very, very smart pro wrestler. So, thumbs up match! I uh, Cole winning was never in question by anyone that knew anything about anything about this brand. So, nice little match. Title defense on TV in between takeovers with only five takers every year. You know, that has to happen. I do think the top title of a brand should be defended more than five times a year. So, that means it's happening on TVs. So, no qualms there. Um, kind of weird that this breakout tournament of, like, new signees. It's just like, oh, the winner gets the title shot. And all these guys are new. That's a little weird. But, again, I don't even know if I can call that a critique. You know, because it's just for a TV title match. So, yeah. Thumbs up for me. Cole retains. Moving on. I don't know what's next for Cole. You got to think lots of plans are either changing or new plans are being set in motion with the whole USA move. So I don't know the next big program for Cole. We'll have to wait and find out together. But like I said, I do think all four members of Undisputed Era are going to be in War Games. Doesn't mean titles can't be on the line in the War Games match. But I don't think we'll get a one-on-one title match in War Games. From Adam Cole. So we are inching closer to WWE having two hours of network television time every week and five hours of cable TV time every week on a top three cable station in this country. I don't know where USA is in your country or even if they're on in your country, but they're one of the bigger cable stations here. So much fucking WWE TV. Everyone else talk is talked about it. I don't need to go on to it. But NXT moving to USA is huge. NXT going head-to-head with the AEW is huge. Very excited to cover that week-to-week. Exam with the Wednesday Night Wars. I will do my best with talking about the ratings as well and demographics. What are teenagers in? Which brand is drawing more women? Is the over 50 crowd dropping or increasing every week? Looking forward to looking at that stuff too. I, we still won't get quarter hours, which is disappointing. I'd love to have quarter hours with NXT and AEW head-to-head. But, going to take what I can get. Decent show from NXT. Thumbs middle show from NXT UK, I guess. But didn't feel like I wasted too much of my time. Russian Landscape is getting back on track, folks. Moving into a more regularly scheduled programs after that brief hiatus. After SummerSlam and G1. Getting back in the swing of things. Have a New Japan episode for you soon. Talking about a couple matches from Royal Quest. Not going over the whole show. And talking about the Road to Destruction Tour. I'm your host Lance Larson. This has been the Wrestling Landscape Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And take care.